Welcome to Real Brave and Unstoppable. Here, you'll hear stories and inspiration about showing up in the world authentically and having the courage to create the life you want. I'm your host, Courtney Rivard. I'm a mom, recovering engineer, lover of the outdoors, and professional life coach. I help smart women just like you live happier lives full of purpose and joy by empowering them to love who they are, get unstuck, and take action toward creating the life they dream of. In other words, I help them be real, brave, and unstoppable. It is possible and you can do it too. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real, Brave, and Unstoppable, the podcast all about being real, finding courage, and creating a life you're excited to wake up to. I'm your host, Courtney Rivard, mindset expert, mom, adventurous spirit, and professional life coach. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the show. Well, hello, and welcome back to Real, Brave, and Unstoppable. This is episode number 32, and today I'm going to talk about, I don't know, just kind of recap 2020 a little bit and talk about 2021 and looking ahead to how to make it a good year. And I'm going to talk a little bit about this amazing free goals challenge that it's a little different than you would normally think about a goal-setting challenge. I'm going to talk about that a little bit and give you information on how to sign up for that. I'm always so amazed at how fast time goes. And now that it's after Christmas, where it's like, I don't know, after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, I just feel like it's like, what do I do? (laughs) Sort of like, especially this year, it's kind of like, well... Let's just, I don't know, I think a lot of people are kind of thinking 2020 is sort of a throwaway year, so let's just kind of like roll into the new one and kind of forget what is happening, so it feels even a little weirder that way. But I did have a really nice Christmas, and it was nice to really be able to enjoy it. It's been a process after I got divorced and had to split time with my ex with kid-wise, it's been a process of being able to really enjoy this time of year again, especially since we split up at this time of year, like six years ago. So it was nice to be able to just kind of enjoy the season. And I really feel like I did a good job of doing that. It felt really nice. Some of my favorite things that I was able to enjoy. I love my Christmas tree. It's probably my favorite thing about Christmas. It's always a beautiful tree just because... The ornaments on it are all, they all are very special. They all tell a story. Some of them we've gotten on family trips. Um, Some of them the kids have made. Some of them have been given to me. And like I said, they all tell this story. And it's just really fun to be able to just look at it and reflect on those times. And I'm kind of a sucker for twinkle lights too. I also really, really enjoyed my kids were with me on Christmas Day this year, which is not usually my favorite way. I like it the other way around where they're with me on Christmas Eve. But this year, my boyfriend Ben and I were able to really have a nice Christmas Eve. He gave me some really beautiful earrings and a tent, 
which I'm super excited about because I really want to start camping when it gets warmer out. And this is kind of a funny story, but I got into Young Living essential oils earlier in the year and I've kind of accumulated, well, not kind of, I've accumulated quite the collection. So he got me this ginormous like suitcase for my essential oils. It's a little overkill, but was nice. So that was fun. And then just when my kids were with us, we had a really amazing Christmas dinner. We really enjoyed each other's company and we got a couple of games for Christmas and we played them. It was, we played bounce off, which is a super fun, like PG version of beer pong. (laughs) Not really, but kind of. And we had a really fun time playing that game. And then also a five second rule, which is another really good one. So this week, I have the entire week off from my J-O-B, my day job, which if you didn't know, I coaching is my side hustle, which I am working on growing into a full-time business, and I'm getting a little closer every day. So I have the whole week off for my day job, which is amazing to have that, just that load off of, you know, and being able to really spend some time reflecting on my year, spend some time some dedicated time on my business. And I have a lot of really awesome stuff coming in 2021. But I've spent a lot of time really looking at what went well in the last year, what could have gone better. You know, I also reflected on like, what exactly happened in 2020? That you know, what are all the things we know, we talk about how many bad things happened in 2020. And a lot of it just seems so far away. Like, we lost Kobe Bryant like a year ago, which is crazy to think about that. Uh, we were in Home Goods. We were looking at this little shelf thing, and somebody else was like, Oh, are you buying that? Because I want it. And then she goes, Oh, by the way, Kobe Bryant just died. And we were like, I mean, I will never, it's one of those things I will never forget where I was when that happened. And I think being a sports fan, that was something that really hit home, it was really sad for us. We also lost. Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Chadwick Boseman. He was in a lot of movies, though my favorite was Black Panther, if you saw that one. Eddie Van Halen, Alex Trebek, a lot of other people too. We had the Australian bushfires, which was about a year ago. It seems like so long ago. We've I've I mean, I think a lot of people have kind of forgotten because it it there's so much that's happened in between. California had like the worst wildfire season in a really long time, if not ever. There were natural disasters all over the world. Of course, COVID, so many challenges with that. The kids being home for school, trying to figure out how to manage work and virtual school. So many people, um, unemployed businesses that really are having a hard time making it, if they have even made it. My son was a senior. He graduated from high school, and it was really odd we didn't have an in-person graduation ceremony. Of course, there was George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Aubrey, which sparked the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests and the riots. It brought a lot of awareness to those issues. And then who could forget the election and all the controversy with that, the Postal Service being compromised, or I don't want to say compromised, but super slow. And yeah, so a lot of stuff went down in this year. And I think, though, we forget to look at like what good happened. I know for myself, I think about it. And I experienced a lot of growth in my business. And I learned so much 
about being an entrepreneur or being having a solid mindset as an entrepreneur. I really started doing a lot of self-reflection and a lot of just thought work on my own brain, stuff I help my clients with, but I started doing that with myself as well as with other coaches. You know, my son graduated from high school, which was amazing, weird, but you know, amazing. He started college. You know, there are a lot of good things that came out of the year too. And I think it's easy to forget those things when there was so much that was difficult. And I think that a lot of people are probably just really ready for 2020 to just be done. (laughs) There's this mentality that 2021 is going to be better. You know, there's this, it's a really good, positive, optimistic attitude to have. But I also want to challenge you to ask yourself, what if it's not? Like, how much is your happiness or satisfaction with your life riding on that belief that 2021 will be better? So what I'm challenging you to do is not a pessimistic question or challenge. It's the idea, though, that you create your experience. So... The invitation is to think about how can you make every day in 2021 a good day? You know, whether or not it's difficult or not, like what good can you find in each day? Because there's always something. What good can you make of it even when it's challenging? And I think that this time of the year, people get really down on New Year's resolutions. And I do too, in a way. I think that the new year is sort of a convenient time to really look ahead and see what you want to accomplish or, you know, what do you want to change or what do you want to do differently? Things like that. It's just kind of a a convenient time to reflect on those things and set the tone for moving forward. So I don't like to call them New Year's resolutions because I think that that has too much. It doesn't have a powerful enough like connotation to it. I just like to call them goals or intentions or some people, you can even call them dreams. My dream for 2021 is I'm actually hosting a goals challenge and we're incorporating the intentions and the dreams piece of things too. And this starts on January 11th. So you need to go sign up for that because it's really going to be a good challenge. A lot of really good stuff and it's free. I approach goal setting a little differently. It's really heart-centered. And in this challenge, I'm going to ask you to spend a lot of time looking inward, kind of consult your higher intuitive self, and some questions that I like to ask, and I will have challenge participants ask themselves, is what went well in this past year? Like I gave you some examples of things that I think went well. I learned so much. I grew my business. There are a lot of other things too, if I really think about it, but, and also what didn't go well. And rather than thinking of it from the perspective of doom and gloom, like, oh my gosh, all these terrible things happen. Like what, like legitimately, like what do you wish you would have done differently? So it's a little deeper question than that. I also like to ask, like, what do you want more of in the coming year? What do you want more of in your life? What what feeling do you want more of? Or what do you want less of? What are your values? What's important to you? I talk about values a lot in my work. And I think it's it's like a guidepost or a a, like a light that shines, it lights your way on your journey. It just it helps you with decisions, it helps guide you 
when you really truly know what's important to you, if your values are really aligned with your true authentic self. And what I've found in working with people in setting goals is a lot of people tend to pick these random goals that sound really good without really thinking how they align or why they want to reach the goal. And in past challenges, I've had people, you know, set a goal to start and then be like, oh, you know what, like that, I don't even know why I want that. It was because it kind of sounded impressive or I know I would get external validation from it. I'd feel good. But the reasons weren't really in alignment. Same thing with the the why you want to reach the goal. If you don't know why, like that, that's part of it. If you don't know why you want the goal, when things get hard, it's going to be really hard to keep going. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. We're going to talk a lot about that at length, at length in the challenge. The challenge is more than setting, like I said before, it's more than setting New Year's resolutions. It's it's much deeper than that. A lot of times people pick a goal too that, you know, they pick it because it excites them. And that's really great because you want to be excited about what you're going after. But what happens when that shininess of the goal wears off? It's not your goal's job to excite you. It's not your goal's job to motivate you. That's your job. That needs to come from within you. If you've heard of Danielle Laporte, she wrote a book called The Desire Map. And the desire map is really her process for setting goals based on how you want to feel. My challenge draws a lot on her book. She calls these feelings core desired feelings. And basically it's do my goals align with how I want to feel. And it's a really good measuring stick because like one goal will make different people feel differently. For example, it'll spark different feelings. So like, for example, if if one person really wants a Porsche, that's their goal is to be able to buy a Porsche, it might make that person feel important and successful. And that's great if those are some of their core desired feelings. But another person might get a feeling of kind of meh, whatever, I don't really care, or even like excess or something like that with that goal. And so then that goal isn't really in alignment with what's important to them. So it's not really a relevant goal. So I talked earlier about knowing why you want to achieve a certain goal and why that's why that's so important in actually having the focus and the energy to keep going towards it when things get hard. The core desired feelings concept that like plays into this really well. You can also think about your why as a compelling reason of why you want to achieve this goal. And it comes down to a feeling, but sometimes you have to kind of dig for that why. So let's say that you're overweight. I use weight loss as an example a lot on the show. I don't really know why. I think it's just a really easy example and people, a lot of people relate to it. But let's say you're overweight and it it just totally sucks the energy out of you. You have a hard time doing activities with your kids. You just, you feel zapped all the time and you feel bad that you're not able to really fully participate in what they're doing. So that might be your why, that you want to be able to participate with your kids. But is it is it deeper? If you go a little deeper, like what is the feeling? What feelings are you wanting out of that goal? 
Maybe it's you want to feel like a good mom. You want to feel helpful or nurturing or you want to feel joy in your life by being able to spend time with your kids or happiness or, or freedom, not being tied down from that lack of energy. And different feelings mean different things to different people too. So you need to like look at your own definitions. And one thing that's really helpful is if you just Google a list of feelings, sometimes people have a hard time tapping into like what a word is that goes with a feeling because a lot of us are so used to numbing out our feelings and we have been doing that for so long. So sometimes just having that list of feelings is helpful to spark, you know, it's something it'll, you'll feel something, your intuition will say, Hey, that's what I want to feel, or that resonates for me. But in the challenge, we're going to do this work. We're going to dig in. I'm going to help you. It's It takes place in a Facebook group, my Real Brave and Unstoppable Facebook group. And if you're already a member of that group, you still need to sign up for the challenge to get the workbook, and which is freaking amazing. I can't even believe it's free. I've put so much work into it. It's great. But you still need to go to the sign up page and put your name in. And the link is in the show notes to be able to get that workbook and then the daily emails. But I am actually going to be coaching people on this stuff for free in the Facebook group. So it's a really good opportunity to get some help figuring out your coming year and some help with something you might not be super familiar with is digging deep to set goals. So like I said, in the challenge, we are going to spend a lot of time on this work. And then we're also going to go to the practical side, too, of how to set like a smart goal and to really think about what things might derail you and how to overcome those things. There's a lot about having a plan for when things don't go per- perfectly. So there's a lot of really good content in there. It's it's going to be really helpful. And I think, too, what I've always found is that when you approach goal setting in this way, you're so much more likely to actually reach your goals. So definitely go sign up for that. If you don't sign up for it, I mean, I guess if you don't care about your coming year and setting goals, then okay. But if you do, if you really want to think ahead and kind of intentionally think about what you want to create in this year. It's a really good opportunity. It's like I said, free. You'd be crazy not to sign up. (laughs) So in this last week of 2020, I would invite you to reflect on the questions I mentioned earlier. What went well in the last year? What didn't go well? Dig a little deeper than the surface events. Also, what do you want more of in the coming year? And what do you want less of? What are your values? What's important to you? Think about those things and think about how you want to feel in 2021. Obviously, we all want to feel good. I think most of us want to feel good. (laughs) But take it another level than that. Like what feelings of good? Do you want to feel empowered? Do you want to feel joy? Do you want to feel peace? Do you want to feel relaxed? Think about all of those feelings. And it doesn't have to be just one either. And then really think about, and this is important, but how can you ground yourself so you can make that happen? You remember what I said earlier, you create your experience, even in the midst of chaos and, you know, weird things happening in the world, you still create your experience and you are in control of, you know, being able to navigate the difficult times and making it a great year. So that's it for this week. 
Like I said, go sign up for that challenge. It's going to be so good. And I'm really excited to coach all of you in that Facebook group. So go sign up for that. And I will see you next year. Well, friends, thanks for hanging out with me today on Real, Brave, and Unstoppable. If you love this podcast and want more, you have to check out my Real, Brave, and Unstoppable Facebook community where I share more tips, training, and free coaching opportunities. Learn more at CourtneyRivard.com group. And don't forget to review, subscribe, and share this podcast with a friend. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Real, Brave, and Unstoppable. If you'd like to learn more about creating an authentic life that's true to who you are, visit CourtneyRivard.com slash lovelife to download your free guide on how to build your vision and create a life that you love. You'll be so glad you did. I'll see you next time.